All right. You guys ready for our last two episodes? No. 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 <laughs> We're going to fuck shit up so hard that we're forced to play six more games. <laughs> that would be fitting. <laughs> you guys ready to dive back in? Ooh, nice. I like no. did that. Nice. Nice. <laughs> it's never going to get old. That joke will live on in eternity. We fly back into this cavern as the battle still raging. Ingrin collapsed on the ground, holding Michael's sword still etched within it, the sentiment that he loved his brother and that his brother was always enough. You see Michael and the two gnomes, Ma and Pa, fleeing this area as Wingus and Big Bingus are flying around each other, locked in pitched combat, as the collar, the thick leather strop that is holding it together, is barely hanging on, having taken much damage from one of Wingus's slashes. You see the charm around its neck beginning to blink and fritz kind of crazily, suggesting that it's like about to expire in some way. We go back to the top of the order. It was Cass. Why don't you go ahead? Uh, as we jump back in, Cass, you feel fate's gift to you, pushing you forward as you look towards this giant flying uh, winged squirrel with a cat's face uh, yeah. flying around the leather strop, barely holding on. Uh, it is your turn to act. What do you do? I think I'm still hanging on to that. Right? Oh, you the, are. Yeah, you collar. are. Yeah, so you are like, fully Aah! hanging on. The charm on this collar is like the size of a large shield or like a wheel from like a wagon or something. So you're holding <laughs> on at like 10 and 2 and are like flying back and forth. <laughs> Anna, I will remind you, you do not currently have your full dice. Uh, That's you right. gave you it over it. to me to be Stand returned up. at a date of my choosing. <laughs> Probably today, but you never know. Probably today. <laughs> uh, Cass, what do you do? Uh, I think I want to blast this charm. Absolutely. Yeah. Go ahead and roll your blast attack. Okay. And charm did... blasters sounds like a cereal. <laughs> charm blaster. <laughs> it's sugary sweet and it's good to eat. It's charm. A blaster. Charm blasters. Charm blasters. Charm blaster incorporated. <laughs> oh yeah. So um, I got a four, two fives, a six, and a nine. Wow. Jesus. <laughs> um, <laughs> we did. Uh, we did level up. So my my wisdom increased. That's why I have yes. so many. It's so um, wise. Yeah. You blast this thing. We established before, this thing had uh, two defense. It was on its last bit of health. You blast past that handily with, with two specials, including a nine. Cass, as you raise your hand and make this, like, fateful blast, what does it look like as it releases from your hand? I think what I'm doing is, like, I've got all these, um... I got all these scales that I'm seeing in front of me. I think I just, like push down real hard on um, on on Viper's scale and basically it's like I'm making Viper just sort of like rip this thing in half basically. Hell yeah. Viper, what, what do you feel as you all of a sudden feel this like push of fate go into you, your hands on this charm ripping this collar off of, off of Bingus? I think because it's fate, it's not like a choice or an action. It's just like a confluence of winds and like physics that 
through the the like swinging motion on the collar i just my hands just like happen to rip it apart in just the perfect way that it tears the collar free and i start screaming are we am i because i assume, presume i'm gonna fall a little bit take a little bit of falling damage from this collar. yeah we're definitely <laughs> yeah. gonna say that so <laughs> so i i take it in that it's uh, falling as my hands pull, tear the collar and then I start screaming. <laughs> <laughs> you tear the collar off and as you do, one of the ends gets ripped off of you and you begin falling with this giant collar and shield thing that you're still holding on to. It's all falling around you. <sighs> as you fall, you cry out. We're going to move to Jaimal. Jaimal, you looking, flying on the back of Wingus you look into the eyes of Bing Bingus where you had seen those like friendly and familiar eyes being completely at odds with the rest of its face which is feral and vicious and attacking you. You see as this collar gets pulled off, the charm that was blinking red all of a sudden extinguishes and Big Bingus's face softens to match his eyes. Oh. As you hear uh Viper begin to fall and cry out. You see Bingus's face quiet in front of you. Uh, what do you do? Um, I'm still on. I'm still like flying on top of uh, Big Wingus, right? Yeah. Uh, you are from last time. You got hit with that. Uh, both you and Cass got hit with his fire breath, his like sap breath. So you are like frozen in place. Uh, however, you can still kind of control uh, Wingus. That's so whack. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, Jaimal is gonna call out to uh, Bingus and uh, say, Bingus, catch, catch my friend! You see Big Bingus look at you, eyes go wide. It kind of, its head moves around. And all of a sudden you see uh, Viper, you look up as you're falling backwards and you see the cat that you had known and loved its face looking down at you and the big bingus body that had chased you throughout some of your earlier adventures much bigger now than it was flies down and dips underneath you uh, i'm gonna roll a check for big bingus i'd be very surprised if he fails this but let's see <laughs> those are really good words to say right before a roll brian i know right <laughs> <laughs> yeah uh six six and five big bingus flies underneath you, uh, stopping, kind of grabbing you as you gently settle into Big Bingus's fur. It's very kind of like well-maintained, uh, surprisingly, fur, and you kind of roll off gently as Big Bingus flies into the ground and lands softly. Whoa! <laughs> uh, Jaimal, as you, Big Bingus flies to the ground and, and lands in this very graceful movement, uh, you begin to take Wingus down for a landing. Oh, no. And as, <laughs> and as you do, you see uh, air messages coming up on your heads up display. Beep, 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 beep. Oh, no. <laughs> we thought you'd forgotten, Brian. Never. Never forget. <laughs> Everyone brace. Chimo, go ahead and roll me a dexterity check uh oh i think i still have a prophecy left from uh, i think so yeah yeah i'll g- take a 
taken advantage on that. Oh, hell yeah. Nice. Uh, so I this is more for fun than for consequences. A six, four, four, three, and one. Yeah. Wingus begins to fly down in a scarily steep trajectory towards the ground. You begin getting, like, heads-up display notifications. Beep, beep, pull up, pull up, uh, terrain, terrain. <laughs> what What do you do to, like, hack this system and fix it so that you don't fully crash straight down? <laughs> I think Jaimal somehow knows programming languages all of a sudden and uh, starts to, like, like looks like he's, like, typing in air and, like, buttons are, like, clicking and whatnot. Uh, and he, it's just like, uh, he goes, oh, erase, erase error, uh, enter. And then like, there's like a manual control that comes up and he manually kind of like finagles this energy thing and, and lands, lands the big, the big wingus. I think, yeah, it's like as you're typing, buttons are appearing beneath your fingers in this very cool, like cybertronic way. <laughs> You get a manual override and you begin to do it. And from like an x-ray vision, we see you at the controls and Bingus inside the mech at the controls operating in perfect unison. <laughs> you slowly bring this thing down uh, to a, a still not very graceful landing, but at least not a catastrophic landing. You guys land, Big Bingus comes over to you and Cass and licks the sap off of you with its giant tongue. Just <laughs> It's like eating your own vomit. <laughs> Cats do that all the time, man. <laughs> yeah. and, and like the first couple tongue licks, like just get stuff off of you. By like the third or fourth, like you're being lifted into the air with each lick because of how large Aww. this tongue is. But Big Bingus looks at you, Jayamal, incredibly, like, apologetic. Its eyes just so soft and sorry. It's okay. It's okay, my love. Little Bingus comes out and, like, jumps on your shoulder and kind of, like, hisses at Big Bingus. And Big Bingus <laughs> hisses back, but way louder. Um, and uh, Bingus on your shoulder is not cowed by this. It's just like, yeah, what? Fuck you, Bingus. <laughs> <laughs> Little Bingus starts, like, scurrying around Big Bingus, and they, the two kind of start playing. <gasps> Adorable. Viper. As you kind of landed on Big Bing, as you kind of roll off, and you see the the giant collar and the charm that you were holding onto has shrunk down to a much more manageable size. Like now it's getting close to the size of like a normal cat collar. Um, mm. And it's still shrinking kind of slowly. You see on the charm, there is uh, an inscription on both sides. I, I read it. I want to read it. <laughs> On the front side, you see what is like a nameplate, and you see uh, in very curly Q letters the name Samantha. <laughs> no! <laughs> Not here! <laughs> Not here! And you turn the charm over, looking to see, like at this point, like it's very clear, like, oh, the other side is going to be like an address or something. And mm-hmm. as you turn it over, you see parts of an address but it's like there are parts of the inscription that are like made and then parts of them that seem to be like made in pencil and have been like scritched out so mm. you're seeing like a weird combination of something that has actually been etched in something that is like not fully finished 
So you see uh, Upper Halcyon City as like the city name. You see an address that's been like kind of scratched out and redone a couple of times. Like a bunch of different like pun names that haven't been decided on. <laughs> and then at the top of it, you see uh, your ex-girlfriend's name, Leslie. But it's been like, there's like a bunch of notes around it trying to make it into like a more fantasy name. So it's like Leslie, you know, reverse it, like making it Lilas, Leslie or something. <laughs> Um, and finally, it's it's crossed out and it just says the Nimbus Witch. Uh, but it's still like it hasn't been fully like this is clearly like something that's a work in progress. As you look at this, you see something rendered not in as good a detail as this world. It's, it seems strange. And it's about then that from behind you coming out of the cavern, you hear some footsteps walking forward. Yeah, sorry guys, I hadn't, uh, you guys worked way faster than I thought, uh, so I haven't quite gotten there yet. And you guys turn around and see Danny resplendent in his blue long coat with the silver buttons. You see that the buttons seem to be like those tokens that appeared in front of him. Two of them have been like extinguished, so there's like three buttons on his coat. The kind of like crazy quaffed hair. And he's walking forward, big smile on his face, goes, I mean, listen, we're, we're gonna keep going here. I got a lot more great plans, but... Let me just say, I mean, come on, Ingrid, come on, that was wild, man. Like, I, I thought this was going to be cool. Like, I thought, you know, the, the troll thing was a little weird. You, it was a little on the nose. They think you guys could have done a more fantasy-esque thing. But like, <laughs> but this, I mean, you rent a guy into legend. Like, that's, whew, I, I never would have gotten there on my own. So like, fuck, it, no notes on that. I like the troll part. <laughs> I think Ingrid is just kind of like staring speechless like he doesn't know what to say to any of I think this. also Kelly like watched and clocked what happened um, and can see that Ingrid is like experiencing every emotional <laughs> one so like I've said and so Kelly's gonna come forward and try to slap Danny in the face <laughs> go ahead go ahead and roll a uh, attack alright I will I will Brian um, it's my I, dex yeah you can roll your dex okay. um, since you're a finesse fighter oh no that's a finesse slap it's a six but also two ones uh, six but two ones uh, his defense is zero so you uh, <laughs> yeah. you walk forward very do you have like are you looking angry or do you have like a smile on as you're doing this uh, no, I think Kelly looks mad. Uh, you walk forward, he's kind of looking at you, goes, Kelly, I think you did so good. To, and then, <laughs> <laughs> Whoa, okay, ow. Oh, oh man, it does hurt in here. Wow, I wasn't, <laughs> and he's got like a little bit of blood on the corner of his lip. Danny, it was oh, fine. Shit. Like we wanted to help you with your book and everything. And we wanted to like, we were down to clown and play the game, but you've gone too far, man. Yeah, I want to run over when he says uh, it does hurt in here. I'd like also to come over and look very intimidating behind Kelly and be like, yeah, it does hurt in here emotionally and physically. It also feels pretty good, too, if you meet an elf. (laughs) (laughs) He's kind of like you see the the full handprint on the side (laughs) of his face. And he, he looks at Viper and goes, yeah, it hurts. It feels good. It feels way better than the. Are you kidding me? Like, I... You saw that elf. I mean, come on. The elf was hot, but you're using an animal. If you're hurting us, that means that Bingus is also getting hurt. 
in this world, and that's not okay. Bingus, Bingus is fine. Is just a Look at him. Animal. Bingus and Jaimal are like cuddled up, sleeping together right now. Oh. <laughs> Jaimal's not fully napping. <laughs> you see, uh, Big Bingus is on his back and is like has all of his feet in the air, and uh, Little Bingus is jumping between the feet, and they're like bouncing up and down. He goes, uh, uh, Daniel looks at him, and goes, "Come on, he, they're fine. I knew you guys weren't gonna hurt Big Bingus. Are you kidding me? It was, you know, alternate wind conditions." What about Enoch? Enoch is fine. Does he look fine to you? Look at him. Enoch, Enoch, come on. Tell me. How did it feel? Awful. How did it feel to use that voice? Terrifying. But powerful and big, right? Yes, but still terrifying. I- why did you Anything pick? new is terrifying. You'll get used to it. Trust me. I don't think I want to get used to that. Well, I mean... I guess we, like, multi-class you or something. I don't know. We can try something else, but... But I, I, I thought you would love this. I mean, like... I mean, listen, we... You and I both know, like, people... Kind of walk over you sometimes... I gave you a voice. I gave you a full fucking voice that people can't ignore. Yeah, but if this feels so much worse, and honestly, if this is what it's like to have a voice, I'd rather not. This honestly feels like I'm treating others how I was treated, taking away their voice. No, I think you just gotta, you gotta, maybe you went a little too far the first, you know, that's gonna happen, it's gonna be fits and starts, you know, that's fine, so you turned one guy into a cautionary tale and has banished him to legend for all of time. It's not just one guy, Danny, it's his brother. Yeah, why did you pick that face? I mean, I wanted to get some investment in this, you know, if it's just a random person, you're not gonna care, but, I mean, come on, how... How epic is it? Brother versus brother. I mean, come on. That's that's the stuff that fantasy's made of right there. Ian just shakes his head and I think walks away. You're a parasite, man. You're you're leeching on our emotions. You're putting us into these emotionally manipulative situations because you know it's gonna get a reaction from us. No. It's not a cool thing to do to your friends, man. Come on, it's not manipulative. I'm giving you the tools that you never took for yourself. Are you kidding me? Look. And he, from beside him, he waves his hand and like a mist appears and a full mirror appears in front of him. And you see a reflection of yourself split down the middle from like who you are as Viper and who you were as Anna. And he just holds up and goes, I know you. I've known you for so long. This is what you've always wanted. I mean, I mean, even on, like, a macro level, I've been watching. Everyone's been... Okay, everyone, everyone, be honest. Has Anna been more or less angry while she's been here? Be honest. Are we including right now? <laughs> Not including right now. I guess that's okay. fair. So, uh, uh, macro uh, overall. Okay. I mean, Le- come on. Less. You have an outlet. You have all of the tools, and I mean all of the tools, to do whatever you want. You just said 
you're not being manipulative. A moment after you made Enoch torture his brother to insanity, and then you show me absies of myself now and in reality, that's manipulative, man. It's a before and after picture. I mean, come on. Okay, okay, come on, fine. And he kind of like spins around looking to everyone else. He sees Jaimal off in the corner sleeping with Big Bingus and he kind of was just like, okay, fine. <laughs> <laughs> Looks at Cass, goes, I mean, Cass, come on. You have had bad luck for longer than any of us can remember. I mean, truly like phenomenally bad luck, like catastrophically. Hey, you know, I, I know, I know. And now yeah. <laughs> you are literally the master of fate. No, I mean, I've, I've been having a pretty good time. <laughs> um, okay, here we go. Okay, here's someone who understands the assignment. But, I mean, it's still a game. Like, it's fun. Like, I, I like to game. I like the escapism. This is, like, definitely the most immersive experience that I've had. But, I, yeah, I mean, you haven't really... Uh, you haven't fucked with me the way you fucked with, uh, the way you fucked with Enoch. I'm not, I'm trying to give you guys the tools so you can just, you can be everything you wanted to be, everything you've dreamed of being. I mean, these are, these aren't called characters, they're called paragons for a reason. You're the paragon of yourself. I mean, it's, I made these for you purposefully, very purposefully. I want to give you guys everything you wanted so that we can make the best fucking stories together or did you do it to make us feel bad about our normal lives we don't have these powers when we go back and sure some of us are going to go back and be famous nba players who are like six seven and some of us are going to go back to being a lonely cab driver as you say some of us are going to go back you all of a sudden see the whole world kind of glitches like a video game, like one frame out of sync. It does that like a few times. You guys kind of all look around and see Big Bingus is kind of frozen and is glitching in that way that like NPCs do, where he's like half in the floor, half out of the floor. Oh, he's clipping. He's clipping? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> he's oh, freaking no. clipping, man. All of a sudden, you, you see Danny and he looks at you and goes, shit, not again. And as it happens, the entire world inverts. You guys still in your orientation and where you were at the floor, you are now at the ceiling or rather you're still near the floor, but the floor is now the ceiling and you begin to fall straight down. Uh, what do you guys do? Um, Bingus, catch all of us. <laughs> yeah, where's Wingus? I think Wingus is being affected by this. Wingus is also clipping. Oh, oh no. no. Oh, right. Uh, is let's is there a we way we do that thing that like skydivers do where we like form a circle <laughs> we're all holding hands <laughs> you guys start to form a circle um kind of reaching and this is a tall big ass guy like big bingus had been able to fly around in here Frank could you describe this area as either a blockage a village a mob <laughs> or a strength <laughs> <laughs> uh, are you gonna fight Fallen? <laughs> Honestly, I was thinking about using Could my I voice on gravity at some point. So I'm gonna fall behind. 
Uh, yeah. <laughs> Kelly, I'll let you, if you want to try to in some way use your trust creative violence, you can, because mm-hmm. I believe you're at level two right now. I would argue that gravity is a strength. <laughs> wow. Okay. <laughs> Is gravity a strength or is it a fundamental force? Mm. I'll, I'll let you try it. How are they different? Really Aren't there force. weak forces and weak forces and strong forces? Strong force. I will I will <laughs> absolutely let you try force. this. I will absolutely let you try this. Guys, um, we actually just found the unifying theory. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Guys, Anime had it right. Trust, the unifying theory Friendship. Trust, guys. Trust. What do you what do you want to do? <laughs> you, you tell me. You tell me. All right. So this is attempting to use my creative violence. Um, oh God. Okay. Um, yeah, um what? Level does creative violence work for you? Because I know there's like there's meant to be like a limit, right? Depending on what level you're on. If my emotional scale, yeah, and my emotional scale's at two right now. If it bumped it up, would that do anything? I don't know that it makes a difference if it's any higher. Yeah, it does. Oh, it does. Okay. I Um, essentially the the higher you go, the more things you can kind of defeat. So if you're at like. Two, oh, it's, it's kind right. of equivalent to like defeating oh, a mob. Well, here we go. If it goes up to three, I can defeat a mountain range. That's gotta be applicable here. <laughs> we are falling into a stone floor. That sounds like a mountain range. Sounds like me. a mountain range yeah. to me, bro. I would like to do something then. Um, <laughs> what do you want to do? As I, we're falling. I think I see um, Kelly with an eye. You know, you have to make sure he's with an eye. Um, <laughs> <laughs> strike, I guess. Are they like pulling their axes out as they're falling? Like, what's happening? Yeah, I think that she's she's like pulling her axe out and the original thought would be like to try to like latch onto like the wall and then maybe also try to like grab a friend or something. <laughs> but like yeah, she's trying to figure it out as she's falling. Yeah. As as you're falling, you, you split apart the axe and you hear your mom and your dad go, Well, honey, you know, this is a sticky wicket, but I, I believe in you. I <laughs> Honey, honey, you have always gotten yourself out of these kind of situations, and you know, I just know you're going to do it now. (laughs) (laughs) And added on top of that, it's going to be very unsettling, because again, you see from the neck up, there's like a, a, like, hellfire flames burn up and melt away um, his face. You kind of see him, like, leaving behind him as he's falling, kind of like weird droplets of flesh, very weird, and revealing the skull with the um, emerald green eyes. And again, in a deep, demonic, like, bass voice, just says, Kelly, you've got this. And I'm going to use my voice and my new emotion, which is admiration and trust, to bump up their admiration and trust. I'm going to aim for level three. Hopefully I don't <gasps> kill Kelly. <laughs> oh my God. Kelly just enters into another plane of existence. Becomes a god. Go ahead and roll your D4. That'll set the bar. And then go ahead and roll your uh, charisma pool. Okay, so two and... There's three successes. And I'm able to lower or increase the intensity by what that is. So I'm going to... And it's you can lower increase like each one, so you could essentially like go up, go yeah. down. So you can, you can regulate it if you so want. So I'm gonna bump it up to a three, bump it up again to a four, then bump it down again to a three. Uh, so just three. <laughs> so you're bumped up to level <laughs> three in that emotion spoke. Woo-hoo-hoo. But I give you my D four as well. 
um, which means I can't use my voice Ooh, until I yes. get it, until um, this effect wears off. Oh, oh, interesting. It is fun looking through the emotional scale of what I can <laughs> defeat. It. defeat? Those, it's fascinating <laughs> the way things are grouped. Like level four is I could defeat a city, just the emotion of despair or my true love. <laughs> <laughs> wow. It's a fascinating combination of options. <laughs> And since you live in New York, you know your true love is the city. (laughs) The city. But of course, three, I can defeat a mountain range. And I feel like it's a better argument than gravity being a strong (laughs) force. Kelly, you hear Drax's voice ring out in your ear. And and you see this like horrifying visage of this like lich-like skull with green flames and eyes and I think everyone here as you see that kind of like green flame around this skull has that unfamiliar but yet inevitable tickle down their spine that seems like it's always been there but has only been there for a few moments you feel the urge and need to run from this the legend born with Michael. But Kelly, you don't necessarily see that in this moment. You hear the voice ring out in your head and you feel that level of trust rise and surge to a level that Kelly with a Y has for sure never experienced. What do you feel and what do you do as you feel this energy surge into you and into these two ice axes in your hands? I think that the effect that it has on Kelly is that she, she, it's like her entire mind goes blank except for this like overwhelming feeling of trust and being like, oh, I know him. And if he says I can do it, then of course I can do it. And it's like, that's literally the only thing going on in her head. She's like even lost a sense of the fact that they're like falling. And then I have a question. Am I capable in this moment of like, Re, like it turning the world back upside right or no you can defeat a mountain range mm-hmm. I will certainly let you invert a mountain range <laughs> okay then I think nice. the way Kelly's gonna attempt <laughs> invert a mountain range is yeah she takes her, her ice axe she split into two ma and pa and mm-hmm. um I want it to very much be like a Sailor Moon anime where they're like in wind and it's like all blowing around and like gorgeous sure. and like her her dress is all flowy and beautiful and she's doing like these gorgeous acrobatics in the air of and and like unnecessary spinning of like the ice and everything <laughs> where everyone's like, girl, we are in trouble. You need to fix this. <laughs> and um, <laughs> she's gonna do. A, a thing where it sort of defies the laws of like physics in the area of like latching one ice axe onto each side of the wall and as she like falls flipping like from one side to the other side of like around the axis that is like her arms lashed into the walls the whole range goes with her you guys see Kelly as you, and this is like a 10 second fall Kelly spends the first like seven seconds <laughs> just doing flourishes. <laughs> She's like, I'm pretty. I like the wind. I trust everything. <laughs> you see this this beautiful diaphanous gown that is like flying around. It's getting like, it seems to have picked up some of um, Ingrid's green flame. And it's like 
hinging it around the, the hem of this dress as Kelly is just flying around with this green flame kind of flicking around. You grab onto the sides of the wall with these ice axes. You hear Bob and Suzanne in your head going, Honey, I knew it. You could do it. Honey, you fucking got this. And you guys... <laughs> you also hear Maud and go, Honey, language. <laughs> <laughs> Honey, come on, come on. United front. We have to present to you United front. <laughs> you guys see the world begin to go topsy-turvy in the wildest way. You begin to fall... As the room kind of rotates around, you begin to fall towards the ground, then towards the wall, then towards the side of the wall. And, like, keep in mind, if you're falling, like, that that momentum is still going to carry. Like, if you just inverted this, you'd still hit something. But as you spin this around, you begin to, like, slowly fall onto the wall. So you're able to transfer some of that energy. So you begin to run down the wall. And then slowly, you find yourself running at a less and less steep angle as you guys are trying to keep your balance. And then all of a sudden... The entire mountain ridge, formerly glitched upside down, is back right side up, and you find yourselves skidding to a halt along the floor, now level on the ground. Hey there, it's Elliot from the Many Sided Media team. In addition to playing and producing here on My First Dungeon, I'm also a game designer known for such games as Something is Wrong with the Chickens, a rules-like game of chickens, eldritch horror, and revenge. Project Echo, a solo time travel game played in the pages of a planner. And the upcoming Rom-Com Drama Bomb, a three-player game of meet-cutes and mayhem. If you like weird and unique games and want to bring something new to your table, head to moreblueberries.shop and use code MYFIRSTDUNGEON for 20% off your order. That's M-O-R-E-B-L-U-E-B-E-R-R-I-E-S dot shop. Thanks! I land in like a cool, like uh, one knee up, like crouched kind of like ninja pose. And it just looks really cool. <laughs> I think that's the side effect of this is everyone lands in like a very cool superhero pose. <laughs> <laughs> we all like have finger guns like on what, either what side of Kelly. <laughs> Kelly's angels style. Just a Kelly's angels situation, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Jaimal is still sleeping, but little Bingus was carrying him through that entire thing. <laughs> I like to think Jaimal actually never moved because you were like up snuggled with Big Bingus. <laughs> you were just stuck. So you would have just been pinned to the ceiling. <laughs> um, but you guys, as you land, you land all of you in like, you know, superhero three point poses, you know, finger guns, damn, bam. All of a sudden, you look in front of you where you're landing as you're doing this just kind of instinctively. There's a massive mirror in front of you with uh, like, like, like a cool edging around it. And you actually hear music play in the room. It's like, <laughs> and you guys see just how great acoustics, fucking oh, amazing acoustics! <laughs> it's just fully 360, yeah, bouncing off the walls. You guys see just how cool you fucking look. And Kelly is still like the hem of her dress is flickering a little bit with this green flame. Ma and Pa echoing your ears, how proud they are. And you see Danny pop out from behind this mirror and goes, "Okay, literally, need I say more?" Kelly just inverted a mountain. A mountain with trust. The power of trust, okay? <laughs> Have you guys ever seen this woman this loose? <laughs> she's definitely still got lingering effects of the voice of it's just it's it's like she's in a perpetual 
like gorgeous supermodel wind tunnel right now. She's full like earth goddess going on. In contrast, I think as long as this effect is still lasting, um, Ingrid still yeah. has the skull. He's still a the skull with uh, like emerald green, em- literal green emeralds for eyes. So it just looks terrifying um, in comparison. <laughs> and looks at itself uh, in the I, mirror. I for sure, I do a double take. I'm like, wow. Uh, Ingrid, that was pretty... Whoa! <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I really think he's pulling it off. Those gem eyes? Beautiful. <laughs> I don't know. I I prefer having skin. Jaimal um. <laughs> finally wakes up, goes, oh, Danny's here! And he goes over to slap Danny. <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead and roll a, and roll a dexterity check. Or, uh, sorry, yeah, you roll strength. You roll yeah, strength. Uh, a six and a five. Oh, I've never wanted it to fail more. Um, <laughs> you walk up to Danny when you're like kind of old man tottering walk. And Danny goes, hey, Jim, okay, listen, we're going to fix the whole like old man thing. Because you're also shorter, you kind of like nick a lot more chin than you intended to, but you see now a whole extra handpin on his face. Okay. Ow. Ow. Are we done? Does, does anyone else need the slap? I think it's Viper's turn. <laughs> I wouldn't I wouldn't slap you with an open hand. I don't think you want this heat. <laughs> see, are you? do you say things that cool? And okay, listen, all I'm saying is <laughs> this is better. This is like definitively better. Ingrid, I, I, I get it. Maybe we, maybe we, we did not quite the wrong. We, we can iterate. We can make it better. You know, I, I feel like Kelly. I think I've got your vote. Maybe is is uh is the effect still have? Is the trust the voice effect like still happening to her? Yeah, until until um, Ingrid until I either makes it. a new command or drops the voice. I yeah. think looking from Danny, then I look at myself in the mirror. I I probably reclaim. I take back the voice as you see the flames kind of leave from your dress and um, scale up my body and then around my neck and it kind of refills the flesh. So Kelly, you feel that almost superhuman level of trust kind of extinguished, but not, you're still at level two. You're still feeling a lot of trust for your friends, but not Oh, I don't lose at all? I just lose one level? Yeah, you just go back down to what you were. That's fascinating. I believe. Oh, so then, yeah, she's still okay. I was fully ready for her to have like a... (laughs) Oh, you know what? An emotional uh, crash. You know what? Sorry. You do expend all of your emotion if yeah. you use oh, creative yeah. violence. So as the voice gets pulled back into Ingrid's throat, you feel a full-on crash of trust going from truly, like, more trusting you've ever been, more loose and free than you've ever been, back to you go from the most Kelly with an I you've ever been to <laughs> the most Kelly with a Y you've ever been. <laughs> I think that she's like basically not, I'm not even really listening to Danny. I'm like the I'm now I'm like looking at everyone trying to assess how everybody else is doing, but also it's like in between like I look over at Viper and then I look back at Ingrid and then I look over at um Jayamal and then I look back at Ingrid and I keep being like, Is this face? I have no space again. <laughs> She's like checking in with everybody, but also just keeps looking over to be like, is his face normal? Is it back? Is it, what happened? While you're doing that, Danny's just literally holding out a hand, like gesturing towards you, like, Kelly, I've got your vote, right? And there's just like 15 seconds of silence as you're just looking around. You can see her just sort of muttering to herself, like, okay, he's looking okay, okay, it's just, all right, there's his eye. 
guys. Okay, I'll. Uh, there's a little you know sparkle what? Let me, to them, but they're not. Let me come back to this one. Okay. She, you just had a big moment. I think you're still collecting yourself. Jayamal. Okay, I know. You know the the old man thing. You know we'll fix that eventually. You know Brett's kind of like a long quest. You know what I mean? That's like a return, a, a recurring Brett? villain. Okay. What? Where's Brett? He's not. You were gonna encounter him later on. He was gonna be kind of like your foil for the you know the whole campaign. But like you know you think about it. I mean like you these people have been leeching off you forever. You can like finally fucking you know give it to them. You don't and, know me. <laughs> Listen, I we've fallen out of touch. I don't know who you are now. That's totally fair. But I know who you were in high school. I know. People put a lot of expectations on who you were supposed to be and who you ought to be, and I think you followed a lot of them. For, for I mean, it went well, but I don't know if it was ever really what you wanted. What are you, my dad? <laughs> All I'm saying is, look at yourself in this mirror, and you see. <laughs> <laughs> no one is expecting anything from you. You can do whatever you want for good or for ill. Clean slate, man. Oh. Oh. Do you do you all expect nothing from me? No. I'm valuable, right? <laughs> I contribute. <laughs> I'm saying you don't have any expectations put upon you. You can yeah, no. choose your own value. You can make your own worth. Even as an old man? Especially as an old man. I mean, you know, you could regain some of that youth throughout the campaign and kind of like pull back that stuff. I like the whole bit with, you know, the less fair gold you have, the kind of crazy you go. That's kind of fun. You know, we, we can really, really play with that. I'm just speaking the truth. I don't know what you mean, crazy. Jaimo, I don't think you should that, don't say that, Jaimo. Um, what do you mean, Jaimo? I never really explained the fair gold. At least claim, claim the fair gold. Even Danny comes and goes, Listen, like, I know you gotta, with your thoughts on trolls, not gonna serve you well here. Like, you gotta, ooh, you gotta, that's inside thought. Inside thought. <laughs> when you said um, no one expects, you guys don't expect nothing from me or something, whatever you just said. I think that really hits Anna, and she realized that she's, like, stopped expecting things from her people and her friends, and then maybe there's some, like, shift in Anna, not in Viper, but in Anna, that's like, oh, maybe you can expect something from some people, and they will show up. Like, these people, her friends here have had her back the whole time and especially Jayamal and Bingus and so maybe she should expect something from them and she says something cool that sums all that up <laughs> <laughs> wow that was really that, cool what you yeah, said yeah you really wow. summed it up that was Viper um, that was so <laughs> cool that was beautiful she really God. summed it up <laughs> thanks Vi Viper have you thought of like being a writer because that was really succinct <laughs> but poignant at the same time like you know we, we could we could work on this like next book together it'd be great <laughs> don't try and get in my good graces Danny alright listen okay I just wanted to make you guys the best you could be you know I, th I thought this would be fun I thought it would be transformative quite frankly I mean this is what we did 
when we were kids, we, we made each other better. We, you know, did it in the game. And as, as he says that, the world kind of glitches again as various, like, bits of rock kind of appear and disappear and appear and disappear, and, like, a large crack appears uh, along the floor, kind of separating you guys from Danny. Not, not like a big cavern, but just, like, the start of some kind of splintering of this world. Uh, this is just... Okay, listen, um... I want to keep playing. I think if you guys just, like, follow me with this, I think as much fun as we've had, and you've got to admit, there's been some fun stuff here. I mean, I thought the troll thing was a little weird, but, like, you guys had fun with it. So, like, you could go to the troll council. Like, think of all the cool stuff we could do. <laughs> I know you I'm getting you with the troll council. I know <laughs> you want... That's, that's a good temptation. Like brain is half broken because of her like huge swing and emotional things. And when you say like the troll council, she's like, oh, I did really want to go to the troll council. That is true. <laughs> she's like kind of forgotten what we were arguing about. <laughs> Listen, it's it's a weird side quest, but I'm down. If that's what you guys want, we can do, you know, a little for me, a little for you. Side quest from the main campaign. But we can't do that if the world breaks down. So we just gotta do a quick thing. And then we can kind of, like, figure everything out from here. Okay? Yeah, what is going on Yeah. Okay, so the world is a little unstable. I've been kind of trying to figure it out, put it together, but it seems like we're of kind of split minds here, thinking of this as a game rather than as a world. And I think this this is the kind of game that needs, like, full buy-in. You know what I mean? So, listen, all we got to do is just come together, and he kind of, like, moves forward towards you guys stepping over this crack and holds out his hands goes, everyone, we just got to join hands, and we'll all together, on the count of three, say, the game continues, and that will fix everything. Then we'll be good to go. What happens if we don't do that? I mean, if we don't do that, I mean, then the world kind of will explode. I mean, we, we could leave the game. We could say the game ends. But I don't think you guys want to leave yet. I mean, come on, there's so much to do. Like, we... Like, fuck it. Kelly, I got some cool stuff planned for you. I haven't really, like, fully figured it out yet, but it's going to be good. Viper, we're going to, like, go see your, you know, the witch X and type thing, and you can kind of, like, confront that and see what that means. And, you know, I've got some more dragons. We've got... we still got to kill Brett. Like, there's so much stuff. And... What? No. He's what? a vampire here. No, yeah, Jaimal, yeah. he sucks here. Like, more than he sucks in the real world. Yeah, he you sucks guys, blood. You guys like him in the real world, though, right? Um, no. <laughs> <laughs> he's he's the, a huge douche. Yeah, he's not I, the best. I don't know how you don't he's see He kind of believes that in school. Jaimal gets really quiet and just stops talking. Maybe we just don't know him like you know him, and people can change uh, and should change a lot since high school, but he seems like he sucks still. Yeah, the, the way he presents is, is very much of a, a person who kind of sucks. Yeah. I mean, I'm, like, excited to see what he does with the Beanstalk and, like, the music selection, and, and like, you know, maybe that'll turn out to be really cool, but high school Brett kind of sucked. Listen, and Jaiball, if you want... Brett, vampire Brett, to have a redemption arc. Like, maybe we can work that into the game, okay? But if we don't stay, then we have to leave, and the world, you know, explodes. Or crumbles, or dematerializes. So, here's what we gotta do. We just all come together, all hold hands, say the game continues. It'll be fixed forever, we'll never have to go back, the adventure will never end, and we can just stay and what? keep playing the game. Whoa, 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 whoa. Hold on whoa, whoa, whoa. a second. Wait, never end? 
Yeah, never. It'll never have to end. We don't have to go back. We can just stay here where everything is great. So well, but what just... happens to us, like in the basement of the Beanstalk? Nothing. You're not there anymore. You're here. But what? Like, so when my parents go into the basement, where am I? You're here. And where are they? In the basement. And what do they think about that? I don't know. They probably feel some kind of way, but like, you know, I, <laughs> some I, I, kind I, of you, way. You I, know, Enoch I, I, has kids, right? <laughs> <laughs> Listen, I left. I left a note explaining that everyone is. <laughs> you left a note. Everyone is gonna be better. I left a note. What? You know, I, I thought that was only fair. You know, letting everyone know that we're in like a good place. We're all happy. We're in a and good. So, you, you made listen. it sound like I went to murder cult. We're in a good place. I want to walk up to him. I want to punch him in the face. Yeah! <laughs> yeah. Go ahead. Keep going. Go ahead and roll attack. I was going to try to make a deal with Danny to be like, we can stay if you like stop doing like weird shit with our most emotional <laughs> connections in life. But this is taking a turn. Yeah. Uh, that is two sixes and a five. Yeah, you absolutely, especially with two specials, you absolutely lay into him. With a closed fist punch, you come up to him. Flashes of your, like, lich self kind of appear for a moment, even though you're not even using the voice. And you, directly into his face, he topples down, passing over this crack, back onto the other side of this crack, separating him between you. He kind of gets up from the ground. And now you see, like, large welts on the side of his face, lots of blood running down his lip. He goes, Okay. Everyone got that off their chest? It's going to be fun. We, we can do whatever you want. I want to go home. No, you don't. You can do, we can do anything here. Danny, we've all changed since high school, but you've changed the most. You used to be our friend. You used to care about us. And now all you care about is whatever sick story you want to tell. And it's you, not cool. You and think we I've changed? You think I've changed? I haven't changed at all. That's fucked up too. You are you should change from the time you were 16. You're an adult, man. Why would I want to change? I found the best thing in my entire life in that fucking basement. The best times of my life were in that basement. Why would I want something else? I've I've tried. I've tried to find other better things. I got I got married. I wrote a book. I did the celebrity thing. All of them pale. Pale in comparison. To the kinds of adventures we went on, just friends fucking around in a dingy old basement, those are the days I want. Why would I change when you found the perfect thing? I don't order the new thing from the restaurant, I order the best thing from the restaurant. Every time. It doesn't matter that I order the same thing. It's the best thing. As good as those times were, I think there's a lot you're forgetting. A lot of us were bullied and Enoch would go days without sleeping and it wasn't, and maybe it kind of looks like he's still doing that now. <laughs> and, and Cass was still so unlucky. Those weren't all good times for all of us. And maybe, yes, some of us aren't happy adults. I don't have a follow-up for that. <laughs> and you don't need one. We can be happy adults, kids, and we can fucking shape a world together. I mean, I have, and he makes out of mist appear a giant 20-sided die, but you see on it the one 
has like it's like a map of the Vermilion Expanse and Flitter Lake Village and even like this mountain range and he spins the die and you see this world encompassed in this isodecahedron I'm pretty sure that's what it is isodecahedron <laughs> you nerd <laughs> and you see 19 other entirely different new things that have some of them have been completed and are rich and some of them are still pencil and pen etchings that are still being finished he goes we can make this anything anything you want why would you want to go back to something that picks for you we could pick for ourselves anything Danny 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 piece of shit what <laughs> Danny, when we played together as kids, we all agreed that we were playing a game. Like, you you lied to us. You didn't tell us what what we were getting into when we came here. I don't know. If you had told me the truth, like, everything from the start, maybe I'd want to stay here with you. Like, I don't, I don't have much to go back to. I mean, listen... Kelly, your parents are lovely. They've they've given me a job, but I I get to talk to the embodiment of fate here. And and it listens to me. That but, is pretty cool. But I'm not going to I'm not going to trap all my friends in a game that they don't want to stay in just because I'm having a good time, but like like I don't I don't, don't want to you just you. you didn't you didn't think this through, man. You weren't honest with us. Listen, I... Okay, that's, you know, it's a fair complaint. I brought you here under slightly iffy circumstances. But I figured once you saw it, that'd be way better than... I, I couldn't explain this to you, but... You could have tried. Danny, would you be willing to compromise? What's a compromise? Because... Being in here with everybody and getting back together. I've realized there are some things that are maybe missing from my life in the real world that I I didn't know I missed. And this has been interesting and cool, and I think it's fun to be able to create a world, and it's nice to have some of my anxiety be gone and doing all that. But I want both. Like, we could come back. We could all get together again. It doesn't... We don't need to go another... We don't have to go another 20 years between seeing each other and playing a game. We can We can come back here. But we also need to be able to leave and go home. Because that's where we actually exist. And again, Enoch has kids. That yeah. too. That's like, <laughs> and the note, I'm not, I really wish you had showed yeah, me this the, note. That's because not it's gonna, sound, gonna play the well. Place because that really does sound like we just, I just did like a mess, like, well, like we did, the, yeah, like a group. Listen, give me a little bit of credit. I, like a drinking I, the Kool Aid. I am a best-selling author. I put some pizzazz on it. Like we, we, I went through a couple of rounds. Right, that is actually more concerning to yeah. me. Yeah, the pizzazz. Again, I'm gonna slap him. Just... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, am I? Am I the only one who hasn't slapped him? Yeah. yeah. 
Let's okay. do it together. Okay. <laughs> Come on, Cass. One on each. We'll each take a hand. We like look at each other and then walk up to him and reach over the the gap in the rock and just like slap <laughs> him on either side. Both both you go ahead and roll a roll an attack. <laughs> okay. I just love the visual of slapping someone on both, both cheeks, cheeks where they yeah. just end up doing like <laughs> fish face. I kind of I just want to I just want to use fate to to push uh Viper's hand and make it harder. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay, so I'm going to roll my strength for this. Yeah, strength. Uh plus 1 uh, cuz you're getting advantage from cast. Right. Uh 3 4 5. Three, four, so that's two successes. Viper, you walk up to Danny crossing over this crack in the middle and wind up to slap with a big fucking wind up. You see Danny kind of clocks this as you kind of telegraph it. Cass, you see fate standing behind Danny. You see it push its fingers on the scale for Viper. Fate pushes down one side of the scale, and all of a sudden you see a force push it back up. Huh. As Danny reaches down, grabs one of the buttons on his coat... He grabs it, rips it off, and blows it. It vanishes in front of you. As you see, he has only two of these buttons remaining. And time stops. Viper's hand inches from his face, all of you frozen in place. Listen. We've had enough of the slapping. I think (laughs) we're good there, all right? I've taken legitimate amounts of damage from this. <laughs> I think I've made my point clear. I'd love to compromise and come back here all the time, but that's not how this world works. This is a take it or leave it type thing. It's too unstable to go in and out. This needs a commitment. It's in or it's out. And I know where I stand. I would love to be able to go back to the real world, but there is nothing for me there. There's us. You're a best-selling author, and you have a wife. Yeah. I think you just need some, like, talk therapy and SSRIs or something. Yeah, that really... seems sad. Yeah. I was sad. I was so sad out there. Everything I tried, nothing was good enough. I found my golden age, and I want to be there all the time. And I can do that here. I haven't been sad for a second here. I'll be honest, the slap got me close because it hurt, but that was pain, not necessarily sadness. It was still fun. It was still exciting. And this is... We have been sad. We thought we were going to have to kill our pet. No, you know I wouldn't. I'm, I'm, I'm not going to be a dick. It, like, alternate wind conditions. You're kind of being a dick, though. Yeah, you've been a dick this entire time. Huge dick. Not in a good way. <laughs> What's, what's the good way? <laughs> <laughs> Brett can tell you later. Okay. It was like a, <laughs> yeah, ask Brett. It was like a dirty joke. It was like a little sort of blue humor. Bloom, bloomer. <laughs> can everyone do me a favor? Uh, can everyone roll a wisdom check? Kind of as a perception check. Mm. Wisdom check. I got a four and a five. Oh, oh yeah. I got a six and a five. Got two sixes. Jesus. I got uh, three fours and a five. And uh, Kelly with an I? Kelly with a Y right now. <laughs> three, four, five. I think Cass and Ingrid, and I guess Viper, you got a six and a five? 
I got a four and a five. I got a, I got a six and a five. Okay, um, Jayamal, as well as Ingrid and Cass, you guys both spot this as Danny looking at you guys, his face kind of sinking a little bit as he's kind of realizing that this definitely wasn't the reaction he was expecting. He was maybe expecting to have to convince you guys of something, but not of it not working. His face kind of sinks, and you see his eyes kind of well up a little bit, kind of realizing he's on the back foot. Um, I think you guys see two things. One, you see it's very unlikely to be able to convince this broken person who's found their perfect time to leave it to something worse. You see that, and I think for each of you, that maybe breaks your heart in some way or another. But then you notice a glint in his eye, kind of behind the tears, as I think Ingrin especially, as he blinks, you see his eye kind of go clear for a moment. Just that half split second of a moment as his eye begins to open up again. And rather than seeing his light blue eyes and his dark irises and his dark pupils, you instead see the triangular face of a 20-sided die. It pulses for a moment and then his eye appears back over it. He blinks again and goes, you can't leave. You can't leave. This world has to stay here. This world has to exist. And you see his eye kind of flashes again and that D20 pulses in his eye brighter and brighter. His part of his face kind of glowing with this energy. And he kind of pulls it back, trying to hide it by like brushing his eye off. You can't leave. Let's just, let's play a little bit longer. Let's see if, you know, anything changes. Let's, let's see. I, I, I can make it, I can, I can make it better. I can make it exactly what you want. And as he says that, the world rumbles again. And the crack between him and you gets wider and wider. Now it's like two or three feet wide. Listen, just let's play a little bit longer and then hands together the, you know the game continues let's let's play everyone uh put your hands together and he he snaps his fingers the world returns back to its normal speed and he stretches out his hands towards you guys pleading with his eyes for you to reach out and take his hands what do you guys do i silently step back away from Danny. Just increase that distance between us. I'll step back with Enoch. I mean, come on. Enoch. Anna, come on. Danny, just give us like, can you just like a hot two and like just go over there for a second and like maybe you seem kind of like you can hear everything in the world but maybe like don't listen. You want to do an aside? You want to do yeah. an aside right now? Yeah. We're in the middle of the... Okay, yeah. Danny? Okay, do an aside. Do an aside. Yeah, sure. Okay, no notes. Are no notes. No notes. <laughs> are so good. So maybe like plug your ears and sing like Landslide or something. 
not landslide. <laughs> Listen. I love it when you sing landslide. No. Yeah. <laughs> Come on, you did it for the talent show. Yeah, that was I know, hilarious. and people were singing it at me for the, the entire of high school. It was, it was a real bummer. Honestly, side note, one of the worst performances I've ever heard in a middle school talent show was someone singing landslide, and I hate that song ever since. No. <laughs> <laughs> I did not know that. <laughs> that makes this extra funny. Um, oh my God. <laughs> he, he kind of backs up and starts humming Landslide very reluctantly. <laughs> Can't think of a different song. You hear he tries. He tries to play a little like Pink Floyd and then he's like, shit in a landslide. Once it's in there, you just can't get it out. Um, so Kelly kind of gathers everyone and she's like, okay, guys. Danny's gone off the rails. Yeah. But I'm really concerned about him. And I do think that maybe if we stick around for like, like just play for like a tiny bit longer. And if we, if it gives us more time to convince him that like we've had our fill, that like things are going to be back up, they're going to be okay in the real world. We'll be there for him. We'll be there for all of each other back in the real world. And we can, we can try to revisit like the original compromise of we can we can come back here we can keep playing it's okay but I'm worried that if we leave him now that that's it he's gone and I know we've lost touch but I don't think I'm ready for any of you to be gone I'm I'm not convinced that if we if we do the hold hands say the game continues I Sounds like that's it. We don't get another chance to leave. Yeah, that is what he said. We never have to leave. It's not an in and out thing. This is it. And I don't want that. Honestly, I want to go back home and see my kids. I want to talk to my brother, honestly. I think I know what we have to do. What? And it's what we've always done. When we don't agree on something... We gotta squash it in the game. Squash it in the game. We gotta squash it in the game, which I think means we have to kill Danny in the game? I think. We don't die. This isn't like a die in the game, die in real life thing. No, it's a game. I don't know. The pain is real. Very real. We've Maybe we've got to convince Danny that this isn't what he wants we've got to change his mind I don't think there is any changing his mind the look in his eyes you do have mind powers seems like you got some mind powers yes I'd rather not use those again if I can avoid it you too you've got uh, Kelly and, and Enoch you've got to make him trust you that we know the right decision and we need to leave I look to Kelly. Oh, man. I think Kelly's trying really, really hard to figure out. It's like an impossible puzzle of how does she take care of everybody in this moment when there's a Mm. lot of conflicting and it's very much like a, there's no gray area. All right, cool. Yes, Kelly's panicking, (laughs) um, which also makes it hard for... It's funny because it's as a player, I'm like, oh, when we leveled up, I took a venting ability that lets me learn what you trust most. 
and yeah. potentially use it against you, which is crazy. And I want so badly to do that to Danny right now, but my emotional scale's back at zero because I had to flip a mountain around, you know, how it goes. <laughs> uh, That'll happen. I don't know how to realistically, within the like bounds of the story, be like, yeah, all of a sudden she chills out and she trusts everyone again. <laughs> it's like, mm, I, we're gonna, we'll figure it out. Um, Quick, Drew, do a trust ball. You can do simulate it. <laughs> Wait, Kelly, you falling for today, maybe? Mingus <laughs> <laughs> and jump off and we'll catch you. Jayamal <sighs> goes, Okay, I know we're all very mad at Danny, and he sucks, and he's stupid, and a little bit ugly, but he's our friend. Remember? Like, you know, he's a big dick. But we're friends. We're all friends here. Like, remember that time in high school when Cass's grandma died and it was right before finals and we couldn't tell him that his grandma died? What did Danny do? He right? He pretended to be his grandma for a week. (laughs) So Cass would be upset. Right? And remember that time I accidentally smoked weed right before the big game and there was a drug test? What did Danny do for me? That wasn't my grandma? That was you guys? Yes, that was us. I thought you'd... (laughs) Wait. (laughs) That was in the Iraq and I studied for the finals that you were going to have to take just in case we had to take them for you. Yes, we had a backup plan. We had a backup plan because we just really... I didn't think it was going to work, but then... It did. Right? We haven't always been an honest group of friends, but we have always been there for each other. It's true. We have kind of all similar to... I mean, it's different because it's like world ending, but we have definitely lied to each other for the sake of friendship. Did my parents tell you that my grandma died and not me? (laughs) Yeah, they they called... We ran into them because we were going to pick you up at your house. Uh Uh-huh. And then they told us, but your grades were struggling so much that semester that they really asked us to help you out. And we'd read all the letters that your grandma had written, so we knew her voice, so we wrote you letters for that week. So we just, like, gaslit you for a week, but it was just a week. And you, you made, did really good on that final. I, yeah, you made those cookies? That I Wow. Okay. Wow. Wild choices, guys. More or less wild than the village of children. <laughs> I, I role played in a lot of games. I have no idea how to respond. Oh yeah, I mean, I guess you know, I I only ever communicated with my grandma through letters, a purely <laughs> epistolary relationship. <laughs> It was her hearing wasn't that great at the end. Yeah, her why hearing was wasn't that great. But she could... Yeah, you, you matched her penmanship perfect. Wow. That's right. Yeah. Okay. But well, that's good to know. Danny's been there for all of us in very <laughs> similar circumstances. <laughs> that was Danny's very idea? Very similar. I it was Danny's idea. Own. Okay. Dry I think he bringing that up honestly highlighted how bad of an influence Danny has been on us. 
Because <laughs> <laughs> I, I'd forgotten I about like that. I remember it now, and I felt an intense guilt. I'm so sorry, Cass. Um, <laughs> it's it's like he means well, but he can't he can't operate outside of some form of deception. I get like he just he's incapable of being honest, and he surrounds himself with people who who just support his decisions unquestioningly, and he doesn't know how to deal with people telling him no. But yeah, I mean, you know, the results, I, d- I did better on those exams than, I, than I'd done at any other point in my scholastic career, so I just don't know what to think anymore. In a <laughs> we can't go, we can't stay here forever. No. I, listen, I feel great in this body. But I can't. Honestly, I'm really thinking about Enoch's kids. I can't <laughs> deprive right. a family of their father. I know he's not around for them a lot, but still losing a second ink is a huge deal. Yeah, I mean, it's just family. Like if it was just up to me, I would stay. But I, I would never force that on you all. I, I appreciate it. I can try to use my voice on on Danny, but I mean, he can literally freeze time, space. I, I don't know. I don't know how useful that will be. So, so we might need a backup plan. We've got to try to change his mind and let him let us leave. That's why I thought maybe if we like, if we play along for just just like another hour and but he and wants us to then we can do that to... ritual before we play along and that ritual is the ceiling deal we can't leave after that I keep forgetting about that part I think Danny turns around and goes sorry just real quick I've done three refrains of landslide are we mm-hmm. just, just where, one more refrain if you yeah you could do um, you could do some I love rock and roll instead Oh, hell, Joan Jett was my first concert. No, specifically the Britney Spears version. You sick fuck. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, if it'll help, I could show you what I've got planned next. I mean, it's still a rough sketch, but I could at least give you like you know a little preview of, of where we're going. Maybe that'll help, you know, decide. I, I don't think we have that much time to make this thing. As this crack gets even wider, and you see like bits of the cave begin to like, as you feel an earthquake heard round the world, as this entire world is shaking at its core. Okay, yeah, point highlighted. I don't think we have a lot of time, but I can at least show you what I was thinking next. You know, give you a little yeah. sneak preview. As long as it gets us out of this cave. Oh, yeah, you guys are gonna love this. And he looks at you guys, pulls off the second-to-last button on his coat. It kind of looks like a like an arcade token or an old subway token with like a, a hole in the middle. Flicks it up in the air, and as it flicks, ping, it vanishes. As you guys watch the coin fly up, you see it vanish, and as it does, the cave around you disappears. And you guys find yourself flying in the air through the clouds being buffeted by the wind. You see next to you, um, 
Wingus and Big Bingus are flying as well. Uh, both of them flapping their wings, but kind of being transported without their own effort. They're just, they're having a grand old time. They know how to move through the air. You guys, <laughs> less so for sure. And you guys see approaching through the clouds as you pass through one of the clouds, you see a very small hamlet just outside of uh, this small tuft of woods. This one little cottage with smoke billowing up. And in the backyard of that village, you see a massive green plant stretching up and up and up and up into the clouds. You see this beanstalk from behind this small village, this small hamlet, this small cottage stretching into the clouds and you fly up, cresting over top of the clouds, these large cumulonimbus fluffy white monstrosities and sitting atop one of these clouds, you see a sprawling city. Or rather, you see what will be a sprawling city. Viper, just like the, the charm that you saw that seemed like half completed and half still in pencil, you see almost like a living blueprint of a city. You see buildings and fountains and things, some of them filled in in color and moving. You see like a bubbling fountain where half of it is water and the other half is just sketches of charcoal and pencil and pen. This entire city seems to be standing as just lines and things. Some buildings shaded in, some buildings colored, some just four lines pointing in the air with a roof. You are set down kind of quietly in the middle of this small square in the center of this vast city. And you see over top of this fountain is a large archway that says, Welcome to Halcyon City. You guys land with small little plunk and Danny kind of opens up his arms, spins around and goes, I mean, come on. I mean, you got to use your head a little, you got to, you know, use your imagination a little bit, but look at how cool this place is. And there's like a whole, there's like a thieves guild, you know, there's this whole like underground network, but you know, the underground network is still in the clouds. Like how fucking cool is that? And then like, it is so fucking cool. (laughs) (laughs) I'm so mad at how cool this is. And then he looks at Kelly and goes, and Kelly, you know, I figured it'd be only appropriate, like a little homage. Uh, this is the beanstalk after all. And he turns and you see in this square, the only thing rendered in full life and color is a perfect replica. Maybe just a little bit more fantasy old timey of the beanstalk cafe. You see two like crudely drawn people inside that are kind of moving around like NPC like. Uh, just kind of like bopping into walls like they haven't been completed yet and you see rough facsimiles of your parents bopping around going hey bob hey bob hey hey what can i get you what can i get you what what, what can i get you come on let me show you one more thing okay if, if you don't like it fine okay danny i <sighs> this looks really cool i would love to come back and play but they're right. We have to. We have to go back. And you have to come with us. It's all or nothing. Let me just show you this one last thing. One last thing. And if you still feel the same way, we'll go. You'll come with us. Yeah. <sighs> Do you promise, Danny? Uh, everyone, roll a perception check. A wisdom check. Five and a six. Ooh, I got two <gasps> sixes Ooh. and a one. I got a six and a one. I got a five and a six. I got a 
I got a six, a three, and two twos. Damn, Ooh. look at us. I got a, a three and a five. Oh. Um. <laughs> <laughs> I was honestly really hoping that you were like, I got a one and a two. Same. I kind of wanted a one and a two. I really wanted to fail that one. <laughs> I think probably everyone but Jayamal kind of catches this. As he looks up and looks at Kelly, you ask if he promises, and he looks up at you, his face kind of growing slack, and you see his lips move to say yes. Mm -hmm. And you see his eye kind of go clear again, a pulse come from that D20 lodged in his eye socket, and you see his mouth twist and contort in this unnatural way and goes... Yeah, I promise. And you see a bold face lie on his face. Oh, God. I believe him. He's gone, he's gone dragon mad. He's possessed. Dragon mad. I think you all see at this moment your friend coming through and then just like Dingus with the collar around his neck getting pulled into something else. You see a very broken and confused person being forced into something they maybe don't want. He looks at you guys. Wait, with two sixes? Yeah. Can I tell if what is... Like, I want to basically identify the caller. Is it that last button? Is it the D20? Is -hmm. it something else? Can I tell? With two sixes, you see the, the buttons on his suit, on his jacket... When you guys first appeared here, whereas you guys had your dice, he also had five tokens that appeared. And he's been using these tokens kind of throughout the game mm-hmm. to disappear, to stop time, to various things. You see only the one remaining. You think this is some source of power for him in the same way that you have your axes, in the same way that Enoch has his voice. This is his core power of the game, these cheat tokens. Mm-hmm. You believe these are a mechanism by which he can exert his influence, but not something that's controlling him. Got it. The die in his eye you see pulsing in a protective way, in a way of this thing wants to stay, this thing is unstable, this thing wants you all to stay, or short of that, to no longer be a problem. The, the source of this is definitely coming from the eye. We gotta get his eye. As you guys clock this deception on him, uh, I'm gonna roll a little check for him as well. Yeah. He looks at you guys, clocks that you guys have clocked this deception, like counterspelling your counterspell. He looks at you and begins to go. Listen, just come check this out real quick, okay? Come on, come on, real quick. And he runs as fast as he can towards the beanstalk, towards the beanstalk cafe, and opens the door and starts to run downstairs to where you know the cellar is. Ooh. It's too creepy. We have to follow. <laughs> yeah, I'll follow. Yeah, let's go. Yeah, I Having this, like, glimmer of, of hope, yeah, Kelly sprints after him. You guys sprint after him. You run past these weird scratch etching facsimiles of your parents kind of you hear uh within your axes your mom and dad going 
honey, you can do it. And then you hear, you see your mom like backing into a wall, kind of like glitching, going, hello, how can I help you? Hello, how can I help you? You guys run downstairs and you see, whereas the inside of the beanstalk had been preserved, but also kind of like made to fit with the kind of fantastical surroundings, Mm -hmm. the basement is completely unchanged. Save for, as you guys head down the stairs, you see that same table, Danny sitting in his same seat, back to you guys, always the showman. But where there are five chairs around the table, these chairs are not empty. You see pitch black bodies sitting there. You see yourselves echoed in these facsimiles that seem to be made purely of ink and graphite, this deep darkness that is just sitting in your spaces. As you kind of glance at them, you see these are you, like the paragons that you see, but also portions of your faces, like your real-world faces are in there as well, maybe even more so. But you see that all of them as idealized as you see yourselves here, these are even more so. You see aspects of your features that are enhanced or detracted. You see bits of your kind of movements that are better or worse. I want to ask each of you, what is it that you see in these facsimiles that are around this table? Like, almost literally being put up on pedestals that is better than what you are and what is lacking. Essentially, like, what does Danny see in these things? What is he seeing in you guys that he's enhancing, that he's idealizing? And what is it that he's just not seeing? I think for Anna, she looks, this facsimile of her looks very like upright and very brave and strong and she has that in her but there's no hint of like warmth to her eyes or like humor and he's missing that he only sees like the tough parts of her Mm -hmm. uh jaimal what is what do you see i i think um in Jaimal's facsimile, he, uh, Danny sees this, like, I don't know how it specifically comes out, but, like, this desire to be, for that pressure to be taken off of, like, yeah, like, Jaimal wants to be able to not, like, just do what he wants to do, but doesn't see, like, Jaimal's, like, in, like, pleasure or, 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 appreciation for being able to be counted on and like relied upon by the loved ones in his life. Ned, what do you see as you look at Danny's version of an idealized you? I see this figure just surrounded by uh, the game books. So many dice just like confidently playing this game the the one thing that uh that Ned has 
confidence in is his ability to play games. And so this this one is, you know, doing doing a little cosplay as well as the character <laughs> and um and just holding so many dice. They've 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 done so many uh min maxi things that they're just they're rolling a million dice when it, when it's their turn and they're doing so many things, incredible action economy, all that stuff. Yeah, just just this this confidence, this this focus. But it's like like the other ones, it's missing it's missing the fun that Danny sees Ned as this this great person to have at the table because they make good moves because they they make the the combat interesting and the the encounters more dynamic but Ned's there to have fun and that's that's the main reason why he likes to play he likes to be helpful to his friends and this is a way he gets to do it but he wasn't playing with his friends. I don't know. I don't know if he'd he'd bother. Um, and so that that light and and joy that Ned gets from from gaming is missing. It's absent. Enoch, what is it that Danny is idolizing, and what is it that he's not seeing in you? I think the. What he's idolizing in Enoch is there is a light or a glint in this version of Enoch's eyes, but it's not joy or pleasure or anything like that. It's just a very almost stereotypical kind of look of everything is interesting. Uh, It's very much like um, the, the classic brainiac he finds everything interesting because they're for some reason breaking down what is built of chemically in their head or something like that they're just constantly looking at things in an intellectual way to the point that it's kind of pointless and while enoch is very intellectual very like his grades were really good i think danny for some reason sees the point of almost just to the extreme kind of almost dialed it to 11 and that's it I don't think they really see anything else in Enoch they see Enoch as someone is very good at what they do and that's about it there's no real human behind it it's almost like looking at a computer or an AI that is built for a purpose and that's it yeah and I think honestly I think this kind of discuss. Enoch even more um, but it's still following the lead of his friends in whatever they plan to do next and Kelly what is it that you see that Danny has reduced you down to Kelly takes a look at everybody else's and kind of identifies and sees what this is of it's this sort of shell shadow version of what Danny kind of yeah this idolized version or like the you know the memory of like a friend where they become kind of whatever the one thing is that that you remember them as Um, and so when she looks over at hers 
kind of knows what she's going to see, and it is there, which is that she's got the backpack that's got, you know, the first aid kit. She has extra dice with her. She's got snacks. She's, it's a, it's an illusion and an aura of sort of like confidence of, I know what's going on and, and I'm prepared for all the things. And it, it looks again, like a sort of, um, not necessarily easygoing confidence, but a an assurance in herself and confidence. And what is missing is what she always tried to hide from her friends and what she sees truly worked out in at least Danny's mind of the anxiety and the worry and the constant sort of running through in her brain of worst case scenario or, okay, if this happens, then what does that happen? And what does this mean? And what does that mean? Um, and that is missing from it. And ironically, that combined with that flash of knowing that Danny would have promised to leave but that he couldn't and knowing that like yeah this is how Danny always would have seen me fills her with the trust of knowing that her friend is really there and he is underneath all of that and that she's taken care of him before and she can do it again my emotional scale is going to go up by one. Nice. I'm going to immediately use my venting ability <laughs> to learn what it is that Danny or this version of Danny trusts most. You look forward and you see this almost like sculpture in front of you, these statues sitting around the table. You look up and you see that the lighting in here is just that little bit better than in your... I mean, the basement is terribly lit. And this seems to have almost a museum-like quality to it. A place of reverence. A place to be revisited and observed. But from a distance. You use that venting ability looking at Danny's back. And as you vent that out, you expect to see something. You expect to feel something, to see some kind of pulse of what he is most trusting of, but you feel nothing. Oh, fuck. And it's then that you see the back of his neck, mostly colored, but partially in pencil. This isn't Danny. You see the statues begin to animate and stand up with Danny's head spinning around on its axis, his body not turning. And you see half of his face complete, half of it still etched in pencil. This simply an automaton of your quarry. They stand up moving towards you. You hear a voice overhead projected from somewhere, someplace. You hear Danny say, Listen, I'd much, much rather play with you guys, but I have to stay. You don't understand. I have to stay. So if I have to play with these guys, I'm fine to do that as well. Last chance. 
This season of My First Dungeon is produced by Brian Flaherty and Elliot Davis. Editing and sound design by Brian Flaherty. Original theme song and character themes by B. Hold. This episode features the voice talents of Draconix as Enoch, Carolyn Page as Anna, Abby Hepworth as Kelly, Chanuk Sarah as Jayamal, Nathan Yaffe as Ned, and Brian Flaherty as Danny and everyone else. Die, the role-playing game, was created by Kieran Gillen and Stephanie Hans and published by Rowan Rook and Deckard. You can find My First Dungeon online at My First Dungeon on Twitter. And if you like the show, the very best thing you can do is open up your podcast player right now, click follow, and leave us a review. And if you want to play Die yourself, the core rulebook is now available at rowanrookanddeckard.com or at your friendly neighborhood gaming store. That's all for this episode. And as always, remember, if you're having fun, you're already doing it right. Bye-bye, everybody. Hey, all, it's Brian. Real quick before you go, if you like this show and you want to support more great seasons, you should head on over to patreon.com slash myfirstdungeonpod and jump into the dice pool. That's the name of our one and only Patreon tier that's just $5, where you'll get additional actual plays and extended talkbacks each and every month. We'll see you there. Splash! If you're looking for more great gaming content from everyone here at Many Sided Media, you should consider subscribing to the 20-Sided Newsletter. It's a free, bi-monthly newsletter for people who love games, make games, and just love making games. To subscribe, just go to 20sidednewsletter.substack.com or follow the link in the show notes.